This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com slash SBFVGS. Enter promo code BRIDGE10, that's BRIDGE10, for 10% savings. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 90. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Pizza Party, Lopez. Man, I do love a good pizza party. <laughs> you know, especially ones with Platinums. Yeah, for oh, sure. I miss, I miss pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and that other voice you're hearing is David, the reader, Tate. Oh, thank Ooh. you, Adam, the reader, Redding. Ma stuff. Ma stuff. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. (laughs) The Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you gentlemen playing at? Oh, that was a. It it was still the the Cockney British guy. He's a little (laughs) more polite this time. I like it. (laughs) What are you playing at? Do you guys want me to go first? Because I'm pretty sure I know what both of you are playing already. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I think go I think it. you ought to go. Okay, so I spent some time in the virtual world this week. Wow! Oh. Yeah, I played a little game called Super Hot. Yes, oh. indeed, you did. And Hot Diggity Daffodil, that is a fun game. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's good times. Yeah, Mike was up at my place for a little birthday party, and uh, yeah, there there you go. Some, there you go. Some super hot action had to take place. Yeah, yeah did absolutely. you guys have a super best friend video game sleepover? No, no, no. We, we didn't make it a sleepover this time. Oh, what a shame! That's stuff. That's stuff going yeah. on. Someday, someday. Um, so yeah, like super hot's not like a new deal. So I don't think I need to dive into what super hot is. Um, but I think what's really fun about super hot is depending on who's playing it. Right, like the whole concept is time <laughs> moves when you move. And I would say about yeah. 50% of the time, the people that are playing it are like, no, I'm 100% thrill coaster, like, can't stop, <laughs> won't stop. Yeah, and we would keep telling these other people who are playing, like, listen, you don't have to move fast. You can just move as slow as you want. And you just have to be strategic about your movements. And no, no, they kept moving like they're in an action movie. <laughs> right, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I get it. Like, it's hard not to. Yeah, yeah. And it's hilarious to watch. So after a while, I stopped trying to correct it. Um, I yeah, would say I, I did play the game in my own way, as I do. Yeah, that's for sure. There was probably a lot more, um, I don't know, fatal massages given. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, Mike was like, he would reach out with his little uh, polygonal <laughs> hands and like caress the faces of the little red dudes. And that would kill them? <laughs> Like, well, then he like, like pinch oh. their cheeks and then, you know, they die. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, he was playing the pinching edition. Yeah. <laughs> All pinching. <laughs> Things got a little uh, weird. This gotta be a trophy. Like, if you can beat all the enemies only with pinches. <laughs> with pinches. Oops, just pinches. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that was pretty much it for me. I, I really focused my time on that one game. I had a good time. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. Short to the point. Yeah. I'll have Short some new games. Sweet. I did buy some new games. So next episode, oh. I'll have some cool stuff to talk about there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Adam and I have both been playing this one game in particular, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it a little bit. It's called Moss. Yes. Um, I cannot remember the name of the developer right now. Polyarch. Polyarch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moss by Polyarch. They were kind enough to give us a review code. And uh, so Adam's working away on that. But mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile, I've been streaming it on our Twitch. And uh, by Indeed. the time this episode airs, I will have done at least two streams of it. Uh, I'm not sure how many streams it will take to finish it. But uh, let, me, let me talk for a quick second about these streams that I've been doing. And, and wh- yeah. what's the deal? David's been streaming a whole lot lately. What's yeah, going what, on what there? What gives? Uh, so the turns out Twitch has this thing called the affiliate program where you need to stream a certain amount every month. You need to mm-hmm. have a certain number of viewers every time. And uh, so I've decided I'm going to try to get the Twitch or the SBF VGS Twitch channel to affiliate status. So uh, I'm actually one day of streaming away from that. Uh, I think all the other milestones are hit, but what that means is, um, if if you guys would like to show up and and watch these streams, uh, that would help us out because what we're trying to do is get a little bit of monetization going on yeah. SPFEGS, just a little bit. And you know, this Twitch thing, you can like you can like buy bits and like cheer with bits or whatever and stuff. And I'm I'm currently coming up with some ideas for things like if you drop this many bits in, I will play a match as Arnold Schwarzenegger or something, something along those lines, you know, like, so or Christopher Walken or Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe or an entire match as Owen Wilson, <laughs> just saying that one word that I know how to say is him. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, great. So anyway, uh, so yeah, if, if you have the time, I'm trying to do every Tuesday night for sure. And probably every Saturday night, those are my two, like for sure things that I'm, I'm going for. So anyway, if, if you would, be so kind. Follow us yeah. over at twitch.tv slash SBFEGS. And you can have the benefit of already checking out my Moss streams that have already been there and archived now. So, yeah. so uh, Moss itself, though, gorgeous yes. game. Really, I'll, I'll let you talk mostly about it, but I just okay. want to say people are like, yeah, this game looks like fun. I wish I could play it outside of VR. And yes, it probably would work, but... There's something magical about this little tiny mouse yeah. looking up at you every now and then and like giving you like some gestures to try to help you solve a puzzle or like and not saying anything, just kind of like, you know, squeaking and like stirring, moving around. And you're like, wait, OK, I think he's saying or I think she's saying move that over there and move me over here. <laughs> and like it, it makes sense. Like when you figure yeah. out the puzzle, you're like, oh, that's exactly what she was saying. Um, yeah. So anyway, and, and like just she'll every now and then she'll just look up at you and just acknowledge you. And there's just it's like this connection that you don't get with a character when they're just on a screen. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There is something to I, I would say this game absolutely belongs in VR. Just just from the set, the standpoint of when you're going through the early stages of the game, there's this little mouse village and mm-hmm. you feel like a little like a giant in it but you also feel like you're sitting in the middle of this tiny town like yeah it it is the sense of presence is fantastic and and then there are other areas that where you i just found myself looking up because there's like huge trees going up all around mm-hmm. you or um but a lot of times you know since they're mouse sized rooms 
um, you know, you feel like a giant in them. Yeah. And it's, but it's just a really cool feeling. It's interesting though, because you are a giant to these mice, but yeah. then at, at one point you see a deer and it is yeah. way bigger than you. So right, you're like right. not human size and you're yeah. not mouse size. It's vi- the, the way they play with scale is very interesting. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. The yeah. game is in- com- incredibly charming uh, mm-hmm. so far. I've played through the first mm, two or three areas. Okay. Um, I might be further so, than you. Probably. I mean, I just played it for a couple hours last night. Um, okay. So I I just finished kind of, I guess, the f- castle, the indoor castle areas. Oh, never mind. Uh, I think you are the same place as me then. Okay. Yeah. I just got to a beach, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. We're, we're at so, the exact yeah. same spot. That's crazy. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So far, the the game, the, I love the puzzles. the The combat's not terribly difficult. It's just kind of fun um, and yeah. interesting. I, well, the way you know, I actually had some challenges. Uh, yeah, that there's that that one gauntlet area where oh yeah, they just keep coming and, and like that's how you solve the puzzle basically. And uh, um, that took I died quite a bit on that. So oh okay yeah, but yeah. So, so there's so I'm uh, really bad at video games, is what I'm. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's fantastic so far. I'm really loving it. So yeah, um, yeah I was uh, I should be writing that review as soon as I finish it, and yeah. that'll hopefully be um, you know maybe this weekend. And that will be posted point. on sbfvgs.com, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, look for his burrito rating there. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, also one other thing I've been playing is a game that has uh, two games: Sea of Thieves, incredible. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait until the end of March when this game comes out because, oh my goodness, it's I've so played, fun. now I've played it with our, our friend Joseph Grimm. I've played mm-hmm. it with uh, Nick Wagner, who went from not really caring about the show or the game to being like, <laughs> he, he didn't care about the game at all to he now. He didn't care about our show yeah, at he all. Doesn't care, he doesn't care about our show. <laughs> Definitely not. But also he didn't care about Sea of Thieves at all. But then he played mm-hmm. the free, you know, stress test. And yeah. he's like, dude, I think this is going to be game of the year. So <laughs> it's wow. it's really fun. It's really fun. And then also, I got to play with Ashley from yeah. the show. Good and times. Yeah, like those are the best moments when you're playing with like three people and they're you're all like crewing the ship together. Yeah, it, it's fun. Like there's like every now and then Nick and I will start play. He'll play his hurdy gurdy and I'll play the accordion and uh, <laughs> like it syncs up the music. So like you'll add a bass line like. If one of them's playing the accordion, the hurdy gurdy will come in and be adding like a bass line or something. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it, we had like a magical moment where I actually legitimately teared up just a little bit because like oh, the sun was goodness. setting and we were playing music together. And I, it was just beautiful. <laughs> and I started laughing. A beautiful too. moment. I started laughing because I'm like, this is so stupid. Why is this even at all emotional for me? But, yeah. uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so there you go. Sea of Thieves is a really cool game. Cannot wait for it to come out. Yeah, it uh, is and, a lot of fun. And then also I've been playing a game called Darwin Project, which is another, um, what do you call it? Another uh, Battle Royale game uh, where this this one has a couple differences to it, though. Like um, instead of 100 people, it's 10 people on a map and you're still hmm. fighting to be the number one player. But also there is an 11th player that is the quote unquote director and so the thing all kind of feels like a game show. It's, it's a little bit um, uh, uh, Hunger Games esque, where it's like there's like an or, audience, or like the or like the hit Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Running Man. <laughs> sure, 
Sure, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> you've yes, seen the movie, um, right, which David certainly has. No, watched. I have not seen it. Oh uh, we're we're going to watch it together someday, hopefully. But oh, yeah. anyway, oh, yeah. we should do that. Um, we should. I'm waiting on you guys, but anyway, um, yeah. So the show director can like you know close one of the zones, like so you've got like ten zones or whatever, and they all start closing one by one as the match progresses to try to force the players together. Uh, so you can like close a zone or you can give one player a speed boost for a temporary while, or you can like have, you can run, you can look at two different players fighting each other and just spontaneously decide, you know, I'm going to give this guy a health boost and it like, it's completely unfair, but that, that <laughs> it's like Mario Kart unfair where it's actually kind of fun. Um, yeah. and then if you're streaming on Twitch, there's a whole other element to it where you can actually like at the very beginning of the match, the audience votes on their favorite, their favorite person to win. They pick a person to win. And like, <laughs> so that means that I can like favor them maybe or, or not. I could, if the audience, if they pick an audience favorite, I could choose to just make their life miserable for that whole match. You know, like it, it's, hmm. it's totally, there are no rules to this, this particular mode of the game. And it's really fun. And I actually, I streamed it. And when I streamed it, someone suggested, Hey David, do one match as Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it actually went over pretty well. Uh, and that's that's up on our YouTube right now if you want to go check it out. But oh um, uh, yeah, there you go. Anyway, YouTube.com/slash SBFEGS. Yes, but that one doesn't give us any money anymore, so I'm not as worried about that. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's what I've been playing. Sorry, it took so long. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, what do you guys think about doing the SBFEGS fortnightly news wrap up? Nope. You don't, no, you don't want to do it at all? No, I no, want to do skip. it. We're skipping? No, no I want to do it. We can go into Twitter questions. No, but that's not <laughs> what it's called, guys. guys. What is it called? You don't know? How long have we been doing <laughs> our 90th episode now? You don't know? It's called all right, get to it. <laughs> oh, did I cut you off? You did, but it's okay. <laughs> it's suspenseful every time. I yeah. said it, though. <laughs> Did you guys not hear me say it? It's <laughs> a special every oh. time. All right. So if you uh, if you don't know, you can submit news stories for discussion on the show at our subreddit at sbfvgs.reddit.com, just like Mr. Ultima Kills, Casey yeah, did. I'll, I was going to say, I'll tell you who does know they can do that. It's Ultima Kills. He really came through with a bunch of story submissions yeah. this time. He's got all kinds of good stuff Yeah. Here. But um, this, I'm excited for this. Mega Man Legacy Collection uh, for the Switch is coming out May 22nd. It's the closest thing we'll have yet to a virtual console on the system. Yeah. Because <laughs> Lord knows when that's happening. Is this yeah, uh, collection is one through six? That's uh, a good question. I believe, I believe so. Let's say yes. I don't know. We need, we need a fact checker on that one. Nah, that's cool. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> It's but actually yeah. Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Oh, is it? Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Heavens. Well, that's so probably yeah, more that games than that. That is May the 22nd. Yeah, Legacy Collections 1 and 2. Um, I'm going to skip over a couple here because we have quite a number. Um, another one that Casey submitted, Neil Druckmann not excited oh, about man. Uncharted Last of Us movie adaptations. Me too, Neil. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I've so, said this before on the podcast. Exactly what he says in this article. By the yeah, way. It, it's it's interesting. Like and like, I think probably a lot of us feel this way. 
that the stories are so well told already, you don't need a direct adaptation of this story. That doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. It would Makes just kind of be... no sense. It would just be kind of weird. So I've he's already played this story. Yeah, he's basically saying in the article that, you know, he's much uh, more interested in the conversations he's had with Sean Levy, the director of Stranger Things, uh, about the Uncharted movie, that uh, he says, basically, Sean Levy is very passionate. He gets it. I think he understands where we're at. The conversations we had with Sean, wanting him to tell a story with a potentially a young Nathan Drake that fills in some of the gaps of his life is way more interesting. So that's cool. Mm, yeah, David Even loves those still, kind of movies, too. A, yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, going back and filling in the gaps of characters. Like, I, I have yet to see it done in a way where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm really glad I learned that obi-wan kenobi uh had a little mouth breathing device and you know like yeah like there to me it, it feels like i don't when, know when stories are written in the first place they start where they start because that's where the story starts you know what i mean like that's and now the most we're interesting go, place to start yeah, yeah. And, and now we're gonna go back to when it was not interesting you know you know what i mean like I mean, anyway, or at that, least at at very best li- less interesting. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. That, uh, I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. So so Taco <laughs> Douglas submitted this one. Um, Yakuza Six demo allowed players <laughs> to download the entire game. It's so crazy. So oh, those poor guys. Yeah. So oh. basically, the story on this one is that uh, essentially they had uh, set it up to where you would download the whole game. It's like twenty some odd gigs of uh of data and then you know the the demo would basically lock you know you into this one area and if you purchased it boom you've already got it you don't need it no further downloads needed <laughs> however you have to have actually to, lock it first you have to actually lock it before you upload it so <laughs> so they were found that people who were downloading the demo were just going for it they're just like oh my gosh apparently i have this whole game now <laughs> well this is a very thorough demo very thorough. I'm 12 hours in. I'm very impressed. I know exactly what I'll get if I buy this game. Yeah. So, so they pulled that demo from the store now. Um, pretty, pretty much immediately, amazing. right? It was yeah, really it was fast. pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. This one, for all you Vita lovers out there, this one might be a, a touch sad. All the three of you out there still? All, all the millions of Vita uh, lovers yeah, out yes, there. Like, yes. like myself. Um, PlayStation Plus is going to be dropping PS3 and Vita games in March of 2019. So I think, I mean, this, this makes sense. I think a lot of people have moved on from their Vita, especially once the switch came out. Yeah. Um, What's the point? Switch is so much better, you know? And I think, I think they're playing it the right way by giving us a year notice because a lot of people do buy PlayStation plus subscriptions by the year. Yeah. Yeah, So it would really stink if they were like, yeah, it's three more months and it's over and you just bought it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I thought this announcement was that this was going to be the last month. I was like, Oh, Oh, that kind of stinks. But no, then once I read the actual, like, like year i was like oh wow that's a whole year that's okay that's cool also it started my gears turn and like hmm if they're dropping ps3 and vita by 2019 does that mean there'll be a new thing that they'll be supporting instead by then you know it, like uh, vita 2 either vita, vita 2 t- confirmed <laughs> maybe vita 2 <laughs> maybe ps5 there are rumors of that going around right now ps5 too. nothing it's all about vita 2 <laughs> Well, what if the PS5 is the Vita 2? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't Switch know about style. all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, what if they find a way? This is this is my personal dream. PS5 is announced. Uh, you know, they're all like, look at how many mega flops. All the flops. Like, because mm. they need to compete with the Xbox One. But then they, like, unveil that they take a little portable p- version out. And they're like, and this version is the same console but without the fancy graphics card that makes it run at 4K at 60 frames per second and with a portable battery life of eight hours, I don't know, whatever, whatever that'd they can. Be, that'd be pretty wild. But you know what I mean? Like, They're it like, has yeah, two this graphics one, cards. That's my dream. Yeah. This one has, uh, this one can power the 720p screen or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then you plug it into the dock and now it's 4K. Yeah. That's my dream. But I, I mean, that would I'm be, just spitballing It'd be here. really cool. It'd be really probably like seven million dollars. It'd be really yeah. expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the one thing I've because I've been double dipping here um, with the PlayStation Plus games for the longest time. You know, PS3 and Vita games will come out, and they are also cross buy on PS4. Right. Yeah, that's so, true. So sometimes you know you're getting like four different games for free on PlayStation Four, and maybe they're not great, but you know, right. Some right. some of them are really good. Hmm. So, yeah, that's another bit of a bummer. Does that mean we're going to be getting less? If if there's no new devices that are supported by PS Plus, are we just going to get less free games? So they've, now? they've already announced that it would only be two games, two PS4 games a month after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But what I'm curious of, because what they have been doing um, lately is, okay, here's your PlayStation Plus games. And then like every other month or so, like, oh, and here's a PlayStation VR game we're going to toss in. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. So I wonder if it'll move more to that. Yeah, you'll get two PS4 games, but occasionally you'll also get a VR title tossed in there on top of the two that you get. Speaking yeah. of VR, there's no VR titles this month, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But yeah, Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank are coming to PS4 in March, which is that's pretty that's a pretty awesome month. Yeah, that's cool. Espe- I might check out for, Ratchet. Yeah, Ratchet is fantastic. I already own Bloodborne, but, you know, heck, I got a free digital copy now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No longer need the disc. Go sell your disc to GameStop. You, you don't it, need might still be, it might still be in the wrapping. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> Return that so, thing to Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, um, maybe that's, a, that's a really strong month, especially because we've had, you know, we've had some not-so-strong months over the past, you know, six yeah, months or so. To put it lightly. So. So this is uh, this is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Soak Seven writes in uh, with the news story: Horizon Zero Dawn has moved a whopping seven point six million copies. That's a that lot of is copies, insane, especially considering it's one platform. Yeah, it is the best-selling new first-party franchise on PS4. Wow! So that is, of course, going up against the likes of uh, you know, Last Guardian and. Um, until dawn and the order 1886 you yeah know, to, to kind of put it in perspective there i hope publishers um, are taking note like that's an original ip let's get more of yeah. that we don't need sequels all the time give us give us new stuff guys come on yeah i mean but just like the level of care that went into that game i was actually just watching a, a cool video on youtube today it was talking about um how there's there's a couple scenes where there are characters like npcs who are playing musical instruments uh-huh. And so they invented musical instruments um, in real life and recorded them and then had those people who the only people who are really equipped 
like who actually knew how to play them come and mocap them for the game, <laughs> the performances. So yeah, it's really cool. Just the level of detail they went into for every little world building aspect. Is, and it really shows. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So pretty sweet. Pretty, pretty sweet. sweet. I should probably play more of that game at some point. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the last like item the whole thing here, maybe. Yeah, I'll, the whole I'll game. try. It's it's a lot. I'll try. More chill streams. More chill streams. <laughs> so um last one here. Overwatch's new character has been revealed. Bridget Lindholm. I don't I don't think that's how you say that. Brigitte? I don't know. It's a Swedish name, but I Birgitta. don't know how to say it. That I Bir- think that I think that one's the closest. Birgitta? Lindholm. I think so. <laughs> there we go and it's uh it's um, what's his name torbjorn's pride and joy yeah um and she's apparently bffs with reinhardt as well ah uh, nice Seems and it's it, she's a new support character she's got like a cool little shield going on and with like a mace thingy Looks yeah pretty she's sweet. she's like <clears throat> so if you've ever played diablo 3 she's kind of like the crusader she's got this like yeah mace thing but it also has a little bit of range to it but then mm-hmm. also she's got a shield um, and every time you hit with the mace, you get a little bit of healing too, which is pretty cool. So, uh, that's how you can like, that's how they balance out. Like, you know, melee fighters are in a lot of danger. So, you know, they had to think of a way to make her sustainable when she's in the middle of the action, you know? So yeah, every hit that heals a little bit, every hit heals a little bit. You like that little <laughs> run? It's good. <laughs> Very good. Thanks. All right, that wraps up the news. The news. And now we have made it to Mike struggles to read the tweets. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they're right. real weird this time. They are, and I love that. So, I love it too. Uh, in, in, in all fairness, um, we really hit these last minute. Um, we were recording actually a whole night early. Um, one whole night. One whole night early this week. And so um, we kind of hit last minute questions, but really appreciate everyone who came through and uh, and sent those in for us. And yeah. we'll go ahead and start off with uh, Josh Bailey, who wrote in and said, when you pour milk into a bowl of cereal, is the milk now <laughs> a soup or is it still a beverage? <laughs> And I well, like so that that we're slowly is, becoming this, less like we, no one has time to play any games, right? So this is gonna be a food based podcast. <laughs> right. Is is a hot dog a sandwich? I bet you it would shoot up in popularity. People love food. <laughs> Everybody loves food. You know? Yeah. Just about everyone I know eats it. Yeah, just about. <laughs> Except for the dead ones. They don't eat it anymore. Uh, way to go dark, dude. So enough you know stalling. What? Enough stalling. No, I'm what? not stalling. Yeah, let's hear it. What do you guys, I'm also you not say? Hitler, Mike. What? I'm not Stalin. I'm not Hitler. Oh, gosh. I'm not. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm not Lenin. Oh, dear. I'm David, okay? All right. <laughs> well, are you finished? Are you finished, David? I can't think of any more, so yes, I'm finished. All right. Okay. So I, I say once you pour that milk, it's a soup. It's a soup. You have kind of a gazpacho thing going on. It has it. It's a cold I mean, well, soup. Is it is it just milk in the bowl or is it over cereal? Did he say? Yeah, he said if you it's pour, a bowl pour, of cereal. Yeah, in, pouring milk into a bowl of cereal. 
Yeah, it's no longer a beverage. I mean, sure, you could lift the bowl up and you can now, sip at well, it. Well, hold on. What's uh, there's some beverage others that have some chunk in them, right? Like, uh, was that like, what's that tea? Boba? Yeah, boba tea. It's got like, yeah, it's got yucky stuff in there. That's a and soup you could, too. They, you could, I guess, drink and chew, and that's still a drink. boba soup. All right, guys. Question: Soda with ice in it is that a soup? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Life Certainly is not. So- now, why not? Life is so confusing with these questions. Isn't it? <laughs> is water wet? That's another fun one. Usually, but not always. No. <laughs> nice com- non-committal answer there, Mike. <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, NTFTT Pod wrote in and, and gave us a little game to play, uh, uh, Merry Hug mm-hmm. Kill. Okay. Yes. And this should be great because initially when they sent this to me, I wasn't sure... I knew any of these names. It took me a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know either until I Googled who they were, and then I was like, oh, I know who all of these people are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we should, we, we can give a little description. Yeah, so so Mary Hudkill, Forrest Law, Liu Kang, and Fei Long. And so, for for those of you that are familiar with with fighting games, especially older ones, this, this question makes a little more sense. And for those of you who don't mm-hmm. play fighting games, you have no clue. And it's fine. These are all, um, <laughs> we'll call them Bruce Lee boys. <laughs> yeah, it's the Bruce Lee squad. They're, they're, uh, Forest Law, of course, from Tekken, Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat, and uh, Fei Long from Super Street Fighter. Yeah. yeah. Or from, I guess, a few Street Fighter games. Yeah, several Street Fighter games, but that you could say yeah. the same thing about the other ones, you know, so. They're a yeah. Bruce Lee type. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're all Bruce Lee style. I gotta say, though, I've always been more of a Tekken man. <laughs> Yeah, Ken. you always loved Tekken. I loved the Tekken back in the day. So I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Forest Law. Wow, okay. Okay. I mean the I'm first gonna... picture when you Google Forest Law, his arms are wide open. He's he's welcoming <laughs> you. He's in his arms wide open. Oh no. No. <laughs> we'll get a copyright strike out of it's Adam, too, now we owe those guys like a million dollars. Scott's so, definitely uh, very upset at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should try to get him on the show. No. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. Good <laughs> no. sense of humor. So nice. Good sense of humor. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then I, I'm going to hug Fei Long because he looks like he really he needs, needs a hug. He needs a hug so <laughs> sure. bad. And then I'm going to perform a fatality on, <laughs> uh, on Liu Kang. There you go. Oh Finish him. So, yeah, I, my answer can't get funnier than yours, Adam. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm going kind of, to be kind of on the same boat as Adam, except I think I would marry Fei Long more of a Street Fighter guy myself. Yeah. Um, mm. and I, but I still have a lot of fond Tekken memories. So, yeah, a little, little passing hug there to Forest Law. And okay. I guess Kill Liu Kang, he's just used to it by now, right? <laughs> There's nothing new. I don't feel he's quite really so bad dying. about that. He, he's like, he's yeah. not going to mind that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just going to happen in the next match anyway. Uh, yeah. So I'm with you, Mike. I would marry uh, Fei Long because I really like the Street Fighter series. Uh, or at least I liked the 2D ones. Um, and then I'm actually going to go ahead and hug Liu Kang just because someone who has the kind of commitment to grow that kind of mullet deserves a hug like yeah and it's not just any mullet it's a mullet in a headband yeah it's a mullet in a headband it is the best it's so good so i'm gonna hug him and then i i didn't really like tekken very much so i'm I'm gonna go ahead and kill forest law oh how could you i you know could you 
I don't know. I just I didn't never like the 3D arena style fighting. So I don't know. Call me old fashioned. Okay. We got a question from Hot Dog Douglas. Now, I, I don't know who this is, but I assume they're a fan. Um, is it not you? It, is it really? Not? Yeah, it's really not me. What? Wait, is this is this an officially sanctioned account? No, absolutely not. Someone's definitely <laughs> okay. uh, encroaching on my IP. I, I got to follow this person <laughs> then. Yeah, maybe. I, I thought it was you, so I was like, I'm not going to follow him. Yeah, why but, would you? Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, definitely not me. Um this, is it hot dog underscore Douglas? I honestly don't remember. Um, <laughs> I will look it up later, though, because this again, this is an IP infringement. And I will I will be seeking penalties. <laughs> um, but they did tweet at us and said, would you rather eat a hot dog and play VR or eat a taco and play AR? Um, so <laughs> I love that question. This is like a really this is probably the easiest would you rather we've ever had um i and i'm gonna say taco yeah, we'll go for yeah, it yeah go, go taco one uh because it's a taco and tacos are better than hot dogs um mm-hmm. and two uh because it's ar i can still like see what i'm doing and this is not gonna be it's not gonna turn into a horrible mess <laughs> <laughs> i <laughs> think a it's a trick dog. question because a hot dog is a taco no that's not true Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh i love it yes i think adam's right <laughs> now i i gotta say trying to eat uh, a messy hot dog because i always get chicago style dogs or chili in either one with <laughs> going in blind with vr headset on this is going to get real bad real quick <laughs> yeah true. definitely so i mean unless yeah. you eat a hot dog like me where it's just the bun the dog and some ketchup that's mm. pretty that's pretty easy to keep nice and tidy i think you mean the bun the frank and some ketchup <laughs> sure whatever. I don't know, Adam. <laughs> uh, so I just followed Hot Dog Douglas. Uh, it is Hot Dog Douglas with no spaces. Okay, there you go. All right, give, give, them, give them the old follow. Maybe they'll, uh, <laughs> maybe they'll, they'll earn it. Yeah, one didn't make a mistake, did. and then all they have them just did legally. Earn it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then our last question. It wasn't really a question, more something I just pulled from notification, which I thought was worth mentioning. Um, okay, from from Soak Seven. Um, just mentioning that current trigger limited edition is now on steam yes yeah, unfortunately it's the mobile I version know i saw that so i'm gonna recommend so that you guys the don't worst fonts like possible yeah don't don't that, pick that version up it's really only the fonts though, i'm excited that that it's it available in in different places um but it's one of the worst versions you could be playing but it's just the fonts though right no what else did they change I don't know, but it bothers me when they change anything. There's no need. It's a perfect game. At least they didn't change the sprites like they did with Final Fantasy. What was it? Ugh. Five or oh six or whatever? Uh, a, was lot it of five? a lot of them. The mobile editions of a lot of those games. Six for sure they did it with. Um, I think they did it for five as well. But like, yeah, where they wow. decided to. Yeah, it's. it's it just makes me angry and to talk about it. The, the kicker of all of this is they did an interview with one of the Final Fantasy guys. I can't remember which one, but. Uh, they they asked him like so what do you how do you feel about all this backlash in the West about the changed graphics or the different fonts and he's like there's a backlash <laughs> you mean they don't prefer the cleaner better sprites <laughs> it's like he was like baffled that people were upset that he changed the game or or whatever like I I don't how did he not know <laughs> it's it's less that it, they just changed it and and more that they didn't go you know 
the whole way with it, right? Like you can't just change the sprites and like then leave the backgrounds like all pixelated <laughs> where like now you have That's you true. have like these models, these like almost 3D looking models that look like they're floating across um the floor and backgrounds and, and things don't it just mm. but also yeah. the tiling got messed up and yeah. also the new sprites are ugly now this is not we're not talking about chrono trigger we're talking about final fantasy yeah, about final six, six and all those or the secret yeah. of mana remake or take take your pick on on yeah. some of these remakes i just the art is is like demonstrably worse in those like yeah. it's not just they're not better they not higher resolution does not equal better like show some artistry in with your updating, you know? Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's so ask for it's a little that's, artistry. That's my old man <laughs> rant for the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I joined this, in. So. This mobile version apparently has uh, its own uh, overlay for touch controls, but it leaves the map and menu buttons visible on screen most of the time. And oh. so that's, that's part of the issue too. That Gross. over that touch control overlay never disappears. Um, it, if you're using, you know, a controller, and so, oh. and then you have the unsightly font and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so the fonts are the yeah, worst. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. 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 What are you going to do? Yeah. I don't, that was it, man. Community. That was all. Are, are oh, you going to you know do what? a community question? We did have a community question, didn't we? So the community question was, with the recent release of some highly anticipated VR titles like Skyrim, Doom, and now Moss, what's your current interest level in jumping into VR? Ruben's VR Corner. Um, <laughs> and so the poll ended in, in, in oddly enough it ended in a three-way tie what yes so it, it, it was really weird it was really really weird uh so at it tied at 29 percent all three ways so uh well we'll just say at at 12 percent the lowest one was uh must buy vr soon so um, yes that Man, was not the most popular option. people who don't have it and and want it want to get in exactly um, and yeah. then tied at 29% was, uh, already VRing so hard. So those of you who have already picked <laughs> up a VR, um, set of some kind, uh, that's like me, maybe so hard. at 29% as well, <laughs> uh, for those who are just thinking about getting in. Um, and then also tied with that 29% is VR is stupid or for babies. <laughs> uh now i just need to say really quickly on my feed which i haven't seen this tweet before and i just loaded it now so maybe your caches are old uh vr is stupid slash for babies actually has 30 percent whoa scandal yeah. recheck the I, post i posted a I screenshot a recount i i posted the screenshot in the uh, skype chat too if you want to take a gander mm, at that okay i just reloaded it final results still 29 percent. but this is riveting we should keep talking about it i i don't <laughs> i don't know why it's different for me maybe uh, go to that link that i just sent in the chat i think this is a doctored result david that you're trying it's, to no, toss into the man. mix it's really this not a scandal it's We've really got a scandal not. on our hands. How many votes, ladies and gentlemen? How many votes is counted on yours? I really, I just think this is a poor use of our time right now. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> Whatever. Let's keep this moving. It's twenty nine forever. It's twenty nine. We all agree. Uh, we, we all agree that we have different levels of interest in VR. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's an interesting gauge, though. That the, kind of the whole point of the the uh, topic is just because I know we're going to be talking more and more about VR, and yeah, I don't we are. bore people. So yeah, <laughs> but I, yeah. I think personally, I think my hot take on all this is what this is telling me is VR is still 
like an enthusiast thing. It's not a yeah, mass yeah. market thing yet. Uh, yeah, if you look at, I mean, if you combine the first two, which is people who bought it and people who really want to buy it, and that's that's a bigger chunk than the other two. And mm-hmm. you have the maybes, you know, not sold but not turned off to it. And then you have, you know, a, you know, a little about almost a third of the audience who are just like, nah, I'm yeah. out. And if you ask me, the ones that are like, nah, I'm out, just haven't seen their must-have game. That that's like all I think it takes for someone to be super interested in VR is that killer app that is, and and, and everyone has their own taste. So like for me, sure. the killer app was uh. I believe the killer app for me was Resident Evil 7. Once I played that mm. game in VR, I was like, this is all I've ever wanted. I'm so happy. But that's <laughs> yeah. not everyone's cup of tea. But I th- I just feel like there will be a VR game that at some point, everyone, even the most stalwart, no way they'll be like, okay, that seems really cool. You know? Yeah. That th- and maybe it's maybe it's a combination of better implementation, like uh like more affordable hardware, maybe wireless maybe not so cumbersome, you know, like who knows what the right combo is. But I think eventually I, I still personally really feel like VR is the future or Microsoft's like AR that can be VR, you know, like that, their, their, their HoloLens idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then what do you eat? The taco or the hot dog? And I'm confused. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you guys, I'm going to sell you something now. Are you oh ready? my gosh, I wish you would. I'm yes. so I'm so ready, please. I think please. the both of you ought to go to lootcrate.com slash SBFVGS and enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. You know, the great thing about this is you get you get into one of these bundles. I recommend loot gaming. Loot gaming is very fun, usually all gaming related swag. Um and swag means things. Mm. Oh, oh, I thought it yeah. meant stuff we all get. <clears throat> yeah, st- stuff we all get, I think, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you only get it. You only get the swag if you're in the Loot Gaming subscription. But um, but yeah, I mean, it helps you get some cool little knickknacks, put them on some shelves, put it around your desk at work. People, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's that cool guy, that cool gal, who's going to walk through and go, oh, I didn't know you loved Liu Kang so much. Marry me. <laughs> marry me yeah <laughs> like maybe now they, in this instance um, are they talking to me or are they talking to luke hang on my desk they're talking to luke hang <laughs> because he has the closest nipples in the west they true. are pretty close yeah yeah anyway <laughs> back to the ad um the Loot Crate's offering an opportunity to save 10% on the new Loot Crate subscriptions of your choice. So yeah, just go to trylootcrate.com slash SBFVGS, use that promo code BRIDGE10, and sign up. Get those sweet, sweet collectibles, and then you'll be styling. That's what that's what yeah. I got to say about it. So yeah. let me ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. How much do you think our, advertise, uh, our advertisers like it when we use the word nipples? in a commercial <laughs> i i think they love it honestly. okay so I'm, they, I'm just trying to gauge if we should get introduce enough. it more or less and it sounds like more nipples the better yes i think so yeah so speaking of nipples um loot gaming this month the theme is relic and uh this month is featuring sea of thieves merchandise what? okay God. okay sea wait a minute i have to get this well yeah. i know a great God discount 
you can get on, I do, on that. I know where you can get a 10% discount, David. <laughs> but yeah, Sea of Thieves, God of War, World of Warcraft, and Skyrim Goods and Services. Oh, wow. So there you have it. Trylootcrate.com slash SBFVGS. There was madness in any direction. It is time. The main event, the meat and potatoes. Are you guys ready? You know I'm ready. Yes. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the question this week, we I'm actually sorry, talked I about it a little I was just bit thinking about how week. good that commercial was. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, so, the question came in last week as a Twitter question from Mr. Joseph Grimm. It sure did. <clears throat> yeah. And we mentioned that we we're probably going to push it to a topic. And so here we are, a fortnight later, yep. and we're talking about his question. We are men of our word. Men of our word. What if Nintendo had never made the NES? I absolutely love this question. Uh, Joseph, is he, he said he's reading Console Wars uh, by Blake J. Harris at the moment. So I think there's a little bit of a sub-question here. Um which is kind of would we all be Sega kids, <laughs> you know? Based on oh. and so, I, and I'll get back around to that. But I wanted to drop a little history lesson right here at the top, and then op- then I'll open it up. Well, hang on, hang on. There, there's yeah. more to his question that you haven't read yet. Well, I'm not. I'm I'm actually cutting that part out. So oh okay <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here we are. What if Nintendo had never made the NES? So really, to get like the historical context in place. So we can really talk about this. Okay. I wanted I wanted to just drop back to here we are, nineteen seventy-two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Atari kicks off the arcade gold rush, right, with Pong in seventy-two. And that kind of crescendos and really peaks during the golden era of the arcade, which is kind of this five year period between seventy-eight and eighty-three. Some people say seventy-nine to eighty-two or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really it's it's you know, between space invaders. And, you know, Asteroids, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Galaga, Mario Brothers, you know, and there's a bunch of other ones. Miss Pac-Man's in there, Centipede. A a ton of classic games came out all in this really concentrated window. Um, And so there's this massive fan base, right, out there for all these arcade games. And Atari was brilliant, and they bring out the Atari 2600 in 77. And they have this massive success with it, and a lot of that's on the back of these arcade ports even though there weren't great quality at all but you could play pac-man at home like yeah you know it's it's crazy you don't have to keep pumping quarters in you can just play it at home mm-hmm. so and then by the time we get to 1982 there's also a handful of competitors getting in on the action you know you have commodore intellivision ColecoVision, and all of this kind of coalesces um, to the great North American video game crash of 83. So I was two mm. years old. I don't remember this, but <clears throat> yeah, I have I've no read. Mem- I was three and I, I have no memory. Like, I was one. <laughs> I was just a baby. My, to yeah. my <laughs> recollection, I just went from playing 2600 to NES. Like, yeah, there, I, me too. There was, I'd noticed no crash. I was just playing one console and then playing the next one with the other yeah, day. Same, you know, like, same here. Yeah. But for for uh, video game publishers and manufacturers, this was a catastrophic 
bubble burst. Yeah. Um, so you had, you know, arcade cabinets are, are big and pricey to make and ship around. So it kind of forced a bit of restraint in game companies, but um, home consoles were so much cheaper to mass produce all these games for. So it started to get crazy, right? So mm-hmm. we have um, no regulations basically on quality. Anyone can publish a game for the Atari uh, 2600. Um, they can publish as many as they want. And so Atari and the third parties and the competitors kind of just flooded the market with shovelware because really there's no internet. There's no, you, you can't go and check a review and avoid this awful game. You just see a game on the shelf and like, that looks fun. You know? Yeah. Ping yeah. pong. Yeah. A ping pong game. There were no magazines really like maybe, maybe like some computer magazine somewhere reviewed games, but Right. Yeah. As far as I know, they weren't like widespread, you know? Yeah. It was a lot harder to get your hands on that stuff. And so, um, yeah, basically the games industry about completely collapses in the, in North America, it had peaked around uh, the numbers I pulled today, uh, 3.2 billion in 83 and fell down to about a hundred million in 85. Wow. So isn't that sad? Like, I, I remember reading stories about like kids who they're, they're just, had lost interest in video games, you know, mm-hmm. like these older kids who kind of gotten burned by the shovelware, the mass of shovelware. Yeah. It's and, a shame. Um, yeah. And we actually saw that again, kind of on the Wii, you know, years and years later. Um, but that's, that's a different story. Um, so anyway, hundred <laughs> percent true. Yeah. So, right. so kind of to bring it back around, um, we got to talk a little bit about, you know, how, Video games were basically dead in the U.S., and most companies were pulling out of video games in 83. Um, so guess what crazy old Nintendo did? They launched the Famicom in Japan. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and, and it's it's just Nintendo marching to the beat of their own drum and being crazy even way back then. Um, but yeah, also the Japanese gaming market didn't crash uh, nearly as hard. It didn't experience the same bubble as as the U.S. did. Um, and a lot of people don't really realize it, but the Famicom was originally going to be a full featured PC with like a keyboard and disc drive and the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but Nintendo's president kind of pulled the plug on that and he wanted like a more mass uh, market product. Right. And so, um, because, you know, North America games had, they were basically in full meltdown, but at the launch of the Famicom, uh, it took over two full years before it launched in North America in October of 85, um, and this is kind of where it gets really cool. Uh, I, I oh, highly good. recommend for that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I oh, re- sorry. I, I fell asleep. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I highly recommend reading the ultimate history of video games. They talk about kind of how hard it was for Nintendo to, to even get the NES into stores and how, they had to basically trick retailers to carry it because yeah. there was That's such a bad... That's in Console Wars too, right? Isn't that? I, I feel like I remember reading about eh, that in possibly. Console Wars. Possibly. No? Um, it might have been. I can't remember now. But Okay. But yeah, so they had to... Essentially, they packaged the Zapper, the NES Zapper, and robbed the robot in with the NES so it would look more like a, a, a toy play set. Mm-hmm. And they could actually get retailers to carry it. So... Uh, but they had this huge up, uphill battle, you know, to in, in launching the NES. Um, and then, of course, you know, history it tells the tale, right? Nintendo manages to revive the industry on the back of Mario. Um, 
But they also, I think it's heavily due to the five games per year regulation that they put in for publishers. Like you had to officially license your games through Nintendo and you could only release five a year. And there were some people who managed to get around that and stuff. But uh, right. for the most part, it, it kind of solved the shovelware problem of the Atari. And and it, it can't be overstated how important Super Mario Brothers was to that too. Mm-hmm. It was just this masterpiece of a game. Um, and so, you know, it just, it just happened that they were smart business wise and they came into this market that everyone thought was dead and they blew it out of the water with an amazing product. So all that to say, coming back around to Sega, right? Okay. I think, so if we come back around to Sega, I think the real question is, would Sega have been crazy enough to release the master system in 85 if there was no Famicom or NES that had kind of already blazed the trail? That's hmm. a very good question. So was the was their Me- Mega Drive, or not Mega Drive, um, Master System, was it in development before the NES was released? Well, if you think the Famicom was released in 83, um, so maybe they had some kind of early, you know, mock-ups of it, but realistically, I think two years um, would be... Fairly, uh, I mean, enough time to at least change course on an existing um, R&D design that you have sure. going, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, and turn it into something that is, that can compete with the Famicom in Japan. Yeah, man, so, that's such an interesting, qu- it's so hard to imagine. Right, yeah. Like, I like, can't even imagine being Nintendo in 83 and releasing <laughs> that system. Yeah. Like, to me, it seems crazy. Oh, clearly... The market has crashed. How were arcades doing? Were arcades doing okay still? Were they so like... arcades? Arcades were great from you know the mid seventies through like eighty two, but the arcades crashed hardcore too. They crashed too. Okay, yeah, and the arcade business really didn't um, really didn't revive until Street Fighter two started kicking all kinds of buns in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, there were there were mild hits here and there, but nothing like a Pac-Man or yeah. a Space Invaders. Or again, you know. it's so funny because when I was a kid, I had no perception of this because right, one of yeah. my favorite things to do when I was a kid was play my Atari and go mm-hmm. to Chuck E. Cheese, which had a massive arcade, and yeah. like just play all the games there. Like, like I did not. Pers- it's so funny how how different my uh recollection of the 80s is versus yeah. all these businessmen that lived through this like hellish crash <laughs> you know like, right right what a difference <laughs> yeah so i mean the master system hits north america in 86 and it's in a post mario world right there yeah the, the the console games business has been resurrected um single-handedly single-handedly by nintendo yeah and then and then you have, you know, Sega now kind of comes in and they're, they're a mild competitor during this era. The NES was just too much of a runaway success. They had two years of a head start. I, I didn't even know the Mega Drive existed until like the Super Nintendo was out. Like that's... Well, like, Mega Drive, isn't that the Japanese I'm sorry, for the, the I Genesis? I keep calling them the wrong thing. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, because Console, <laughs> yeah, Console Wars gets way into Genesis and Mega Drive and SNES. And, yeah, yeah. But this, I mean, I think this is a fascinating question because, yeah, what, what do you guys think would the landscape look like with no NES, you know? Well, I, I think if you just go ahead and suppose that Sega still would have put something out, um, what makes it difficult is Sega looks really different, right? Um, a lot of yeah. the things Sega creates, um, t- 
tend to be answers to what mm-hmm. Nintendo has in process, be it mascot so characters um, or, you know, just rival uh, franchises, right? Um, mm-hmm. So those things just don't exist without the NES but, coming out. So, But what if, if there's no NES and maybe, say, the Master System takes off mm-hmm. because... You know, everyone supposed the game console games market was dead, right? right? And then you have maybe the Master System comes out, and that's the runaway success, right? right? I think that's maybe kind of what he's getting at too. Is nope. that like what if what if that is the runaway success, and then all the third parties, like your Konami's and your you know maybe Castlevania is a Sega game, you know, at that point, oh, you know what I mean? Man, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if there was something <laughs> something on the Master System. Uh, akin to like a Mario game that would have been the must have, or if it would be more realistic that uh, the Sega Master System, you know, comes out and it's it's selling pretty well. If if the creatives that we're used to associating with Nintendo um, are people that now work at Sega, mm-hmm. and so now do you have a lot of these franchises that are um, traditionally, you know, or historically rather, um, Nintendo games that would have been Sega games instead? Yeah. Uh yeah, I I seem to remember Alex Kidd being pretty popular on uh the Master, Master. System. Yeah. yeah, also uh Ghostbusters. <laughs> Gosh. That was that was uh, uh, that was the Greg Miller jam back in the day. No. That game is so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh the, what's his name the Angry Gamer? Uh I'm I'm sure. I'm sure he has to have one for that. He he's done a Ghostbusters uh stream and it's pretty hilarious. Um <laughs> but yeah, so you guys want to know my answer? Yes, please. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to. Think. It's so conceptual. It's very difficult. It, it really is. But here's what I think would have happened. I think we'd all be PC gamers. <laughs> gosh, <laughs> and, and here's why. Here's why. Because ColecoVision, Commodore, and even Nintendo, like I mentioned earlier, were, they were kind of all pushing into the into home computers mm-hmm. at one point, and so. You know, like I said, it's the Famicom and the N- slash NES that that makes console gaming a thing again. Um, but yeah, I mean, think about I, I was just thinking about like why why do I play console games? It's a lot of it's because that's what I grew up with. You know, I grew up playing console games, sure. but had I grown up playing PC games instead, because there is no NES, no, that's a fair point. That revived console gaming, you know, in my childhood, then that's kind of where my quote unquote nostalgic home would be. You yeah, know? yeah, that's totally fair. And, you know, honestly, if we were all PC gamers, the world would be a better place, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, am I letting man. my PC master race show? I, th- I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I actually do remember uh, my friends who had PCs, I loved hanging out at their places because, like, the games were so interesting. Like, they're, I actually speaking of Ghostbusters, I remember a Ghostbusters game on PC... That was just so interesting and different than anything I'd ever played on NES or, you know, Atari or whatever. Um, and then getting into like the the early 90s, uh, CD-ROMs hit PCs like years before they hit home consoles. And uh, I, I remember LucasArts games that were just just so cool. And like everything was spoken. What? They all yeah. have dialogue and... <laughs> This yeah. is funny, and look at the art, and this is beautiful, and like, um, I, I, 
I like where your head's at, Adam. I think that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I just think there's a lot there's a lot to be said for the innovation that was taking place in PC games, even once the NES and Genesis and all these consoles really took off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, without the NES, we're all PC gamers. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> I, I do think, I don't know, I kind of feel like if Nintendo had never done it, I feel like someone would have tried again. Yeah, I, I don't know if it would be Sega though. Be, I don't because my like Mike's point was they're kind of always they've always kind of been a me too system well, it, or like company, you know? Right, and it really changes the whole landscape, right? Like if mm-hmm. if we just take Nintendo out of the picture, right? There's no NES, there's no Super NES. If there's no Super NES, there's no PlayStation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because Sony was contracted to initially build out an add-on to the Super Nintendo, which eventually became the PlayStation. It's all about 3DO. (laughs) (laughs) Gex, baby. Yeah. I mean, the the landscape of gaming just completely, completely shifts. Somebody else comes in. Yeah. um, There's this domino effect that that happens pretty quickly. And so, yeah, I think you end up with obviously no Nintendo because that's the that's the scenario here. You end up with a really different Sega. You end up with no PlayStation. You have no idea if Sony actually ever gets into the the console business whatsoever. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really, really interesting. Um, so, so now the dominant players, at least as far as I can think, the dominant players would now be Sega and, uh, Microsoft. Yeah. yeah, I mean, (laughs) if if Microsoft still goes down the road of gaming, gaming, yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, I guess, I guess that kind of to, to bring Joe's other question in, uh, you know, the Dreamcast, right? Like if Sega was the main player, or one of the top players, then maybe the Dreamcast is a huge success. Well, it, but well, but if you can pirate the games easily, then no, <laughs> right. then it's not. Yeah. Like that's well, I, I, the Dreamcast. In by all rights, the Dreamcast was an amazing piece of hardware. But the problem was, you could just download any old game off the internet, put it on a CD, and yeah. play it in your Dreamcast. Yeah. It, 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 so let us know. Let us know if you guys want to hear some more uh, aimless conjecture about you know, <laughs> yeah. what, what might have been, because I think that's that could be another separate topic that would be really interesting to. Yeah, explore. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this was yeah. this was fun and I think educational. informative thanks professor adam edutainment edutainment i don't know i don't know about educational on well i guess the beginning was educational i'm gonna say (laughs) us speculating what might have happened no yeah i was (laughs) is not educational i was definitely referring to professor adam's history corner yes 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 i like it All right, you guys, end of the show plugs for men and women and AI. Yes. Keep up with us at spfvgs.com where you can find links to our episodes and social media and YouTube and merchandise and more. You like that? All the ands? really good. There's a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, can, we, can we have a few more ands? And if you get a chance, <laughs> leave us an iTunes review and support the show by signing up for Loot Crate at trylootcrate.com slash sbfvgs. Bridge 10 is the promo code you want to use. Uh, and a very special <laughs> thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and his handsome face. Mm. 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 <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter at SBFVGS Podcast. And I'm Barry White. And Mike is Taco Douglas. And David is David J. Tate. And someone is uh, 
Hot Dog Douglas out there. <laughs> Hot Dog Douglas is out there too. Follow Hot Dog Douglas. Uh, you can check out our Twitter profiles for PSN, Xbox Live, Switch Info if you want to play games with us and be our friend. Yeah. Hey. And that's all. Wait. No, wait. All the time we have. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I want to give one last plug to our uh, SBF VGS Twitch. Oh, uh, yeah. Twitch.tv slash SBF VGS. Follow us on there. I'm going to be on there. For at least the next month, every Tuesday night and every Saturday night. Yeah. Probably around 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So Getting this thing going. Yeah. So show up. W- help me pick, figure out a game to play. You know, give me ideas. What do you want to see? Just, just come hang Zero out Dawn. with me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Well, <laughs> if you guys request it, I'll play it. But All right. <laughs> And that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, Episode 90. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more Hardcore History, Nintendo Edition, and other talk on gaming. (laughs) Hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. See you guys. I think this is a doctored result, David, that you're trying it's, to toss oh, into the man. mix. It's really this not. It's a scandal. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.